It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest J.P. Morgan. Decided, I'm I'm doing laundry. I'm very busy. I I would like <laughs> some sort of a lunchtime snack. I'm too busy for and convinced lunch. myself that I deserve Wendy's French fries. I swear to God, I was going to ask you, is it Wendy's French fries? Because I I'm like I deserve it. I'm doing laundry. I'm very busy. I haven't the time to stop for something for real for lunch. Doug, mm-hmm. are like we must be syncing up because. <laughs> Before you came here, I almost wanted to be like, Doug, don't you think we need to drive around the block and get like some French fries for while we're recording? And of I don't know I why. Wendy's French fries. Wendy's French fries are like. They're so good. They're premium. Yeah. I don't eat fast food, but I'm like. Wendy's fries. Wendy's fries. I don't know. That's not. It's not so bad. No. They're not McDonald's fries. No. You know Best fries I ever had in my whole entire life. Yeah. At the baseball field in Lawrence Harbor, New Jersey, growing up. Okay. Whatever fries that stand had. Really? They were those like crimped hair. They look like 80s crimped hair. But uh-huh. like a little bit thick, but not too thick. Mm-hmm. And they would come out golden and beautiful just and crispy. Just deep fried just that Perfect. 40 seconds longer oh, than, than the bag says, right? Way too salty. Yeah. And like. And they, <sighs> I so loved them. I need French fries to be well done. I need that, like... Love them. Yeah. (laughs) Shit. All right. Maybe we should hit pause and just go get some French fries. Um, (laughs) Well, we'll see how it goes. Let's at least do uh, a a little bit of the show. (laughs) It's time to watch The Muppets, Meg. (laughs) And we watched The Muppets. We We did. Episode 218, J.P. Morgan. Megan, before we start this... Is that the name of the... Oh, yeah, J.P. Morgan. I got so confused because J.P. Gross, just plain gross... And J.P. Morgan, the bank. The bank. Like, who's who? All right. I think we need to do a quick deep dive and find out who J.P. Morgan yeah, who, is. Yeah, who, Doug, tell us who J.P. Morgan who is. Who is J.P. Morgan? J.P. Morgan, most famous for her 1950s hit, That's All I Want From You, as well as her appearances as a judge on The Gong Show. Okay. Okay. Morgan also worked with Henson during appearances on Dinah and The Michael Douglas Show. The Gong Show was a game show, right? Correct. It was a talent show game show, pre-reality. I was going to say pre- Because it is kind of a reality show. I was going to say, this sounds like such a reality show to me, and it it is like pre. It's like the ancestor of the reality show. We're all related to Adam. (laughs) JP. I'm sorry. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) On her wiki, JP Morgan... It lists her as a retired American popular music singer, actress, and game show panelist. Morgan was born in Mancos in Montezuma County in the southwest southwest in a southwestern town of Colorado. Family moved to California. Ba ba ba. I'm trying to find like who what what does she do? Well, she's definitely a great singer, and she's a riot. So she, she must is have a like a quick quickies. Yeah. Yes. She probably, I'm sure, is like killer on the Gong Show, and I bet you there's like episodes of Match Game with her, oh, where yeah. she and Brett Summers are like going off, being like, 
just total pains in mm-hmm. everyone's ass. Yeah, she sounds like she would be great at that. Like, you'd see her at a roast. She'd mm-hmm. be like one of those roast comedians. Oh, my God, shade. yeah. She basically, that's all she did this episode, yeah. and I was fucking here for yeah, it. Was it was hilarious. It. it was a good episode. There hasn't been a guest who decided to just play a curmudgeon the whole time. Like, she seemed like she was asked to be yeah, here, and I'm she showed up. Okay? the whole time. Yeah, this is absolutely bullshit. I got booked on this show. It was very, like, put upon, <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. I loved it. I'm going to have to fire my man. Manager. <laughs> yeah. So Scooter stops by the dressing no more room. Chicken shit gigs. I think she, that's like a share thing. I'm tired of these chicken shit gigs. She does have a chicken shit gig uh, in the first fucking sketch of this episode too. Oh my god, she does. And my share impression was awful. Your share impression was good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Can you hit me with it one more time? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, so she's what a chicken in the sky. So first, Scooter she's stops by the dressing room. My- Chicken in the sky. To call for guest JP Morgan in response, JP throws Scooter a little bomb, which subsequently explodes. So this is like basically the beginning of the end of this episode that a we're just going to see a ton of yeah, explosions. Yeah, a lot of explosions. It's the whole thing. But I liked how, and we're not there yet, but I liked how Kermit kind of explained it and he was, she was like... That's what happens on this show. Like, yeah, that's it. There's a lot of bombs that go off. Like I felt like he was like very Jim in that yeah. moment. Yep. This is what this is what to expect. Yeah. You're hanging out with us. Some shit might blow up around you. Isn't it weird that instead of Jim's voice in my head, I had the reader doing the impression of Jim from the biography doing Kermit. Kermit then. doing so Kermit you have in Jim's voice. Uh-huh. It's like so confusing. <laughs> Where are you now in the book? I'm close. I must be closer to you than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but you listened today, right? No. Or, okay, you did. No, I so put I'm off cl- because I'm trying to get together. Okay, great. So I'm we trying should to sync kind of up. compare where you yeah. know our cycles are. Uh-huh. But um, <laughs> our French fry cycle, our our Henson book cycle. Yes. Get them together. So definitely past Fraggle Rock a bit. Like okay, I, it's it, it's going. You're and it in was on a, Fraggle it was Rock. A hit. Then. It's yeah. a hit. Uh, David Bowie just signed on. They mm-hmm. just uh, Jennifer Con- I, and you know what? I can't blame Jim for this, but Jennifer Connelly walked into the room and he knew it was going to be her. And I too uh-huh. knew it was going to be her. Uh-huh. Still dream of Jennifer Connelly <laughs> all the time. Tell me, you know somebody better better looking than Jennifer Connelly? I don't. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Especially in that movie. And it's so funny because, like, have you listened to now the rest of the labyrinth? Like, has the labyrinth come out now no. in your part yet? No, so I so need to catch up. To you it, do yeah. need to catch up because, uh oh, I'm I'm kind of at some uh oh parts. Like, I really like Jim Henson, but I do not appreciate the way he handled his marriage. No, oh my god, yeah, I, I alluded to From it last week. From the beginning, week. I mean, there were red flags. Like, honestly, like Jane must have really believed in him, and I'm sure just he was just so full of charisma mm-hmm. that. You want to believe him, but yeah. he totally used her. Yes, he told her she was going to get married to him. He mm-hmm. he was with her. She helped him, not only helped him, but was like the foundation building blocks of the Muppets. Yeah, how to use the Muppets, build everything. They about created puppetry, a lot Muppets, of this together. Lip-syncing. Yeah, oh, like yeah. oh yeah, and um, he basically was like, okay, now you're going to stay home and mm-hmm. have kids. And, you know, you're not going to work anymore. Yeah, raise Muppets. our family. Yeah, absolutely. That we made together while I go have my adventures, have my extramaritals, have my 
and everything then I, can come I back. want. He want. Yeah, it was literally. Yeah, and that's he, it. And he has his he cake wanted. and eats it too. And he has his home where he comes back and he has his kids and they go on vacations. And sure, and, you know. he was discreet and polite mm-hmm. about him. And yes, he does get a little points, a yeah. half a point for that yeah. for not being like totally disgusting. But like, he didn't really put her first and think of her. And when I heard in the book that. Um, he, I forget what it, what part it was, but he said something about exploring. Oh, in when in the creation of the labyrinth, exploring like how people treat women, how people treat uh-huh. things of different sizes. I'm like, Psh, how you treat women, and the fact that like it was a known thing around these Muppet productions and Muppet, Muppet workshops mm-hmm. that you know what girl was Jim going to be with? Yeah, come on, I know. Come on. It's, it's. I guess it was the seventies, different time. But I guess, but it still comes off. It's so smarmy. It's like it's very smarmy. It's like okay, I employ you and whatever, and we're gonna have an affair. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because like Jane knows. Yeah, or like, at least she says it's just his going out. Yeah, or whatever. Like, but no. when he decides to go get his own place. And everything. It's so strange, right? Like, and then she's like, oh, I'll help you come over and yeah, I'll decorate it. Yeah, he was dismissive like, of her almost. No, no, no. He's like, no, this is like my place. Yeah, I'm going to do it alone. And, and he was like quiet and... Uh-huh. I don't know. So, I I don't know. I have mixed feelings about him. Obviously, nobody is perfect. No. But, you know. Anyway, I forget where this was going. I don't remember either. So, we'll just go back. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the Muppet Show theme, Crazy Harry blows Gonzo away. So, I just yes. wanted to mention that because Crazy Harry is fully in this episode. I don't remember if he's appeared before. In this season? In this series, even. Yeah, he has. Has he? Yeah, he's he was in season one a lot, blowing stuff up. Was he? Yeah. I don't remember. My wow. brain is just... A blackout moment much? I blacked out all of season one. <laughs> He looks like Fidel Castro or something, right? Yes. Yeah, he's been in yeah, the Muppets has, from like, the beginning. This scary beard and yeah, like, he's a total like crazy m- eyes. M- militant, militant. Uh-huh. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, just skip. I'll me. take it. Thanks. JP and Shirley perform Tweedledee D. Not just plain gross. <laughs> what does her JP stand for? Deuce, I don't know like because Josephine. she's J A Y E P. I don't know why. Jamie. Let's. Penelope Morgan? J.P. Morgan. Because it's also not her, her birth name. Her birth name is Mary Margaret Morgan. Oh, I mean, I, I love the initial name. I think initials for a first name is awesome. But, okay, hang on. She served as class treasurer <laughs> in her high school, which gave her the name J.P. Oh, like J.P. Morgan. After the banker J.P. Morgan. Wow, that's hilarious. So it comes from it anyway. From being a treasurer in And at her last her high name school. was Morgan, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. That's but still insane. Yeah. That she then used it as her stage name from like high school talent shows on. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I think that's pretty cool. It is really cool. I mean, you know, you got you, Doug, and the rest of uh our friends. Mm-hmm. You guys kinda dubbed me MP. Mm-hmm. In not a good way. No, but, but you owned it. But I right? owned it, yeah. and now I use it for my work settings. Uh-huh. I have everybody call me MP. <laughs> <laughs> so JP and Shirley perform Twiddle the D as JP complains about the cuteness of the show and the odor of her bird costume. She is wearing like a full ass pink Big Bird costume. I love this costume. It's I very realistic. It has like the the kind of. Chicken belly. Uh-huh. I don't know what to call it. But and they obviously did some weird green screen work to make yeah. it look like she was flying. You don't see her legs. No. Don't. It's kind of weird how she's like flapping that whole time too. I mean, uh-huh. her arms must have hurt her. 
And she just, I love the complaining in between each verse of like, this is dumb. Like when she's like twiddly dumb, this is talk about dumb. Yeah. And this is the kind of green screening that's like, it's like the baby's face in Teletubbies, right? In the uh. sun. It's like she's just like in the sky. (laughs) I did like that the background of the sky seemed to move a little bit. Yeah. At least like that they were flying for real. And And you know what? This for an opener was like good clean fun let's go i think it was a great warm-up a great opener. perfect example yeah. of what she's Lots gonna bring to the show yeah too right like oh for sure that she's already kind of bitching yeah you know <laughs> like yeah she's gonna be complaining <laughs> the whole time all right we can get down with that i don't know i i, I wonder because some of these are very uk oriented like it's very much like um like a new york sort of like Italian Jewish thing to complain about literally yes. fucking everything. Yeah. It's like all in good fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. We as like friends, I don't know, almost exclusively will just get together to complain about things. Oh my God, my girlfriend. Com- it's like our like, favorite thing to do. My girlfriend told me recently, she's like, oh, you complain so much. All you do is complain. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm not really complaining. No, I'm just fun complaining. Yeah, but you know, so people. Can't oh, what are you supposed to like everything all the time? I know. <laughs> you know how hard that is. So anyway, <laughs> so after this sketch, they cut to Statler and Waldorf really quick. Where um, I think it's Waldorf says that was for the birds, and then uh, Statler says you had to tell that joke, and then Waldorf responds, "One of us had to," and yeah. I lost the toss. I yeah. thought that was I hilarious, and it was like. They're working so well together because, like, they don't miss a beat. No, no. I, Megan, I feel like we've hit an absolute stride. We oh. predicted that this was going to be a stride of episodes, Hundo. and it really was. 100%. Where we're watching episodes with people that I do not know. Mm-hmm. I don't know who J.P. Morgan was yeah, before but she this. Yeah, was tons of fun. This was so much fun. Yeah. And, like, she just came to play. Just oh, yeah. like, you know, all the other best episodes. So backstage... Kermit commends JP on her opening number with the cynical guest star. When the cynical guest star complains, Kermit, but what's wrong with the last number? It was terrific. It was really cute. JP, yeah, it was cute, wasn't it? Kermit, oh, it was. It was just so cute. JP, I hate cute. Hmm. Animal happens by, and Kermit tries to placate the bitter JP. Her mood only grows worse when Animal begins harassing her. Mm-hmm. This is... um. Did this one end with exploding? I don't remember. I don't think so. I think it just ends with Animal attacking her and then Kermit calls for Swedish Chef for his bit, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't rem- I don't exactly remember this. No, I know. Me neither. So now... As you yawn. <laughs> You're like, me neither. What a boring sketch. Oh, sorry. Oh, move on to... The Swedish Chef. The chef attempts to prepare a coconut but can't crack it. I loved this. He tries He tries cutting it and sawing it before eventually opening it with a hammer. Unfortunately for the chef, the coconut contains a bomb, which promptly explodes. This is another Terrific. one of those episodes that's just everything. Terrific. Yep. I loved it. We're just going to blow it all up. Yeah, why not? What are we going to do? And then in this in this episode, oh, mm-hmm. no, forget it. I'm not going to ask which episode. Did they, did they say, well, we did that joke last week? That's all this episode. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because now here Statler says, now wait just a minute. That's the second time tonight they've used a bomb joke. And then a bomb goes off in the box and Waldorf goes, three's a charm. Mm -hmm. So then backstage in hopes of making amends with JP, Kermit sends her a cake. Only to find out from Fozzie that the cake was baked by Crazy Harry. (laughs) Harry blows the cake up with enough force to knock the door off its hinges. 
and Kermit sends Fozzie to introduce the next act while he tends to JP. I'm trying to make sure that I'm like keeping up with my notes too because I actually have notes for this. Wait, week. well, like let's explore JP. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's modeled after Sam and Friends a little bit? JP Gross. JP Gross. Yeah. Is he modeled after Salmon Friends? Yeah, I'm sorry. Were you, I got so confused when you were talking. Were you talking about J.P. Gross? We're talking JP? about J.P. Gross. J.P. Yeah. No, no. Just we're talking Gross. about J.P. Morgan. Okay. J.P. Gross has not shown up okay, yet. Okay, okay. Sorry. Spoilies. We are still Uh-oh. safe from being a double J.P. show. Spoils. No, this is still just like, this is when Fozzie, Fozzie tells Kermit that the cake that he, Kermit just brought up to J.P. was a bomb. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It explodes. Okay. Next, Gonzo's act. Backed by Rolf on the piano, Gonzo plays Flight of the Bumblebee on his trumpet while Animal chases a bumblebee. I thought that was a very fun, this stupid so add-on. so fun. Yeah, this rules. So fun. They better not have cut this from the Nickelodeon. That's oh, all no, I'm going to say. No, I hope not. <laughs> this was just kind of, I don't know. It's exactly what it is. It's silly. Right? It's silly. And a transition. Yes. At the dance, each dancer discusses problems with their partner who responds accordingly. <laughs> At the dance, I wrote down here, this is fully men are from Mars, women are from Venus yeah, bullshit. Yeah, but it was probably, it was one of my favorite At the Dances because it was so stupid. Uh-huh. I loved that you put your nose in everything and then he turns his head and his yeah. nose is like literally, what, like two feet long? You know what the problem with you is? <laughs> I just was like, oh my God. This is too funny. I wish it was the character from Seinfeld as Muppets complaining about each other while they dance. Oh, yeah. It had that exact energy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This is a big, this is a complainy ass episode. Yeah. I didn't even like associate this with all the other complaining. Uh. Our UK spot, English Country Garden, is performed as a piano duet by Rolf and Fozzie. It who, was much cute. to either surprise, are able to play. It was cute to see Rolf and Fozzie together. Yes. I liked it. I liked the dynamic. No, you don't dynamic. see that really much at all. I actually really liked how they got on. Mm-hmm. I thought the energy was right. I loved when Rolf was like, you can you can play piano? And Fozzie's like, I, Fozzie says, oh I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> that's, Frank Oz is so much fun. I love him so much. I love how he like... I'm sorry to bring up the book again, no. but like talking about Frank Oz and his, he's like, well, that was my ego. Like when he first started directing, he was like, I can keep everybody here. Uh-huh. I'm you, the boss. And, and they just, said like a plaque to him to hang on his mantle. Yeah. <laughs> like it was a clock. Mm. It was a clock. Yeah, it was a clock. <laughs> that said, it, the clock a said. Frank Oz film. <laughs> like a Frank Oz film. <laughs> oh my god I was like I love Frank even uh-huh. though he's like a pain in the ass I really want to know like Did, why hasn't anyone done a book about Frank Oz yet someone needs to Come do on. a book about Frank yeah. Oz but then it was like later they brought up like the actor Kevin Klein and stuff and I'm mm-hmm. like oh my god didn't Frank Oz do that movie Dave with Kevin Klein he might have I like Frank Oz I, I really should watch all of his movies because I forgot the ones that he did I've Little seen, Shop he didn't he do Parenthood or Parent Parenthood? Parenthood is um, Ron Howard. Oh, Ron Howard, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. in the same kind of. I guess they're not the same, but that happy movie-ish thing. I'm trying. I'm pulling it up now. Let's see what he has directed. Because I am really curious <laughs> I about love that. Him. And now, when I look at the Grover in uh, 
like Ben's room upstairs. Uh-huh. I just think of Frank's voice. <laughs> just like he's so funny. And I heard, and it was like they talked about in the book too how the the creature studio in London uh, was building Jabba. You are mistaking on Dave. Oh, damn but it. he directed Bowfinger. Oh, he directed Bowfinger. Yeah, right? yeah. But what is Kevin Klein? And I've only seen two Kevin Klein movies. One's Dave, mm. and the other one is um. What about Bob? No, Kevin Klein's not in that. But the other one is almost just like Dave, except he's in the White House. Or is that what the one he's in the White House? These are two movies with similar sort of. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! He directed the original version of Death at a Funeral. Oh wow! I love that movie. Have you seen that? No. It's very good. I haven't seen a lot of Frank movies. I don't think. He directed Bowfinger. Dirty I'm sorry, but scoundrels. Eddie Murphy with braces is ridiculously funny I've to me. I've never seen no that, reason. but I know you've told me that I need to see it. It's, a, it's fun to see it at least one time. So he directed a lot. Dark Crystal, Muppetick, Manhattan, Little Shop of Horrors, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, What About Bob, The Indian in the Cupboard, oh God. In and Out. In and Out, that's is the movie I'm talking about. In and Out's a good one. Yeah, that's Kevin Klein stars in that movie. Yep. Yo, yo, yo. Okay, so then we figured it out. At All least. right, it's the problem is solved. The mystery is also solved. <laughs> so our talk spot, Kermit talks to J.P. Morgan. Okay. Not gross. The bank. I'm picturing a bank in my head every uh-huh. time. Just a bank. Just a building. About how explosions are one of the Muppets' trademarks. Proving his point by blowing himself up. J.P.'s hat, likewise, oh, contains cool explosives hat. of its own. She had a. She had some badass hats. She I did. I wonder if that was and like her said, thing. She did say that that was like her she thing. Was like, at one I wear hats. Um, not, yeah, and it, not just on Sundays. You I know what I mean? That's like, in this. She says like. She says you're known for explosions. I'm known for hats. You know what I was thinking about the other day when I was walking in Manhattan. <laughs> what? Somebody was wearing a trench coat in front of me, and I have a trench coat, and I uh-huh. barely ever wear it. And I'm like, it's like a raincoat, but like your head is getting wet. And then I was like. Ooh, people used to wear hats. Yeah, yeah. Like a nice hat. When you say trench coat now, I just think of perverts. Perverts wear trench coats, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't care about getting their heads wet, Megan, because they're naked underneath the there. <laughs> trench coats are for perverts. Like the John Waters. Have you ever seen Pink Flamingos? No. Oh, my goodness. No. Well, you see a full peen in that movie. Oh, yeah. In the trench coat yeah. flash. Yeah. Ridiculous. Floyd and Nigel team up to perform... Floyd and Nigel team up to perform Big Nose from when... (laughs) (laughs) Big Nose from Winnetka. Floyd trades in his trademark Sgt. Pepper jacket for a white suit and his bass guitar for a bass violin. Nigel, in a rare performance, displays a talent for whistling. I liked it. I don't remember this. I like the whistle. Yeah. Wait, are you sure? Do you not remember this? No, I don't. So let me see if it was cut for time or if I'm just stupid. I loved it. You're like a low commitment level. Like, it was great, actually. I just pictured everything you said in my mind. And I'm like, yeah, that was great. Seen it. Seen it. No, it it didn't get cut. So I just don't remember it. You're fine. Pigs in space. Oh, my God. This is probably one of my most frustrating pigs in space. The swine truck is getting heavy, so the crew needs to jettison something that has the weight of one pig. He's the one you call Dr. Strange Pork. <laughs> <laughs> I hate a hog throb. I hated I him in this one, too. Yeah, yeah this is stupid. He's such a booger. He is a booger. He is like 
reminding me of Tim the Tool Man Taylor not to bring up <laughs> you Tim Allen. love to bring up Tim Allen I Megan do. the other day I saw this and all that I could think of was talking to was like messaging you and I forgot to do it <laughs> did you see Richard Karn tweet Who like Richard Karn is Al Borland okay. from Home Improvement he tweeted like two weeks ago maybe and all it was was a picture of him like in a steakhouse or something like you could tell like the lighting and the he was sitting in a booth in a steakhouse and it said i thought long and hard about it and i don't think i'm a man that needs nfts and that was it what (laughs) that's like when you think like you live on the internet and it's just an echo chamber and you suddenly think the internet is talking to you so you have to talk back to it because I don't know if you've been on TikTok lately, but it's like NFT, NFT, NFT. Uh huh. Like, can we put a feature on TikTok where we can just like add something that we don't want to hear about? Because I would like to not hear oh, any on more TikTok, about NFTs. I don't know if you can do that. So here's the picture. Yeah, it says, I've thought long and hard about NFTs and I've decided it's not something I need to do. Prayer hands. And then like the throbbing heart emoji. Oh, God. What? Like, okay, sure. Sure. Thanks, Richard Karn. Good to hear from you. So if you were curious if one of your favorite actors from Home Improvement was going to get into NFTs, My he's not. My favorite actor from Home Improvement. You're so funny. Everybody knows it's JTT. <laughs> if you remember Stick Stickly. I, I was watching um, a couple weeks ago the um, Dana Carvey Show documentary. Have you seen that? Mm-mm, no. Have I talked to you about it? You have mentioned it, and it sounds really good. It so sounds the, like something I would watch. It's about the Dana Carvey show. Everybody thought it was going to be a hit. It lasted only maybe about eight mm-hmm. episodes. It never really found its place, and it was on ABC, and it was structured where it, it aired after Home Improvement. So there's a clip in the documentary where they make <laughs> where they make everyone watch the last ad that played for the show, basically. So it's Steve Carell sitting in front of a TV, and it's... Stephen Colbert sitting in front of a TV, and they have to watch this clip, and it starts off with it on a very special home improvement. And something in the premise of this episode is that Jonathan Taylor Thomas's character is sick with something, and he hasn't been diagnosed yet, and everyone's worried, and there's a lot of hugging, and Tim Allen's like, it's okay, whatever happens, we'll take care of you, you'll be fine. You know, and then they're like, on a special home improvement. Mm-hmm. And then they go, followed by Diet Mug Root Beer presents the Dana Carvey Show. Oh, my God. And it's like this heavy, heavy trailer. And then all of a sudden, like, followed by this dumb bullshit that airs afterwards. It's crazy because it's like, if you think about that lineup, though, it's like from red to blue really fast. And if that aired mm-hmm. nowadays, that that would be like, no, it's too politically polarizing. Yeah. In the first episode of the Dana Carvey sketch show. He breastfeeds multiple <laughs> animals dressed as Bill Clinton. Oh my. It's insane. God. Insane. Oh my God. He has this, like, they talk about, <laughs> they concocted this suit with nipples that he could feed, like, little puppies and kittens and stuff from. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. You have to watch this documentary. It's great. <laughs> oh my God. Muppets Newsflash. The newsman reports that a plane carrying the London Symphony Orchestra has been forced to drop some of its musical instruments. A piano then falls on him. The same joke that they told in Pigs in Space. And this is the same joke that we did last week with the Muppet Newsman. We liked it so much, we did it a couple times. Yeah. (sighs) So backstage, Scooter's uncle, J.P. Gross, is making another inspection when Kermit comes in. Kermit becomes exasperated and starts to complain. 
This, I guess, they kind of felt like they had to do because they have a character called JP and she's called JP. Yeah, that's true. It would be silly for them not to bring in JP Gross. Yeah. Just he, plain gross. Him and his, like, I, I cannot stand his... He his... is definitely... We talked about this. He's hanging out with Miss Fairchild mm-hmm. with that Jim Blossom. Oh, yeah. Is that what that's called? The nose, yeah. That's the a red, Jim Blossom? The red nose, yeah. Okay. Because I have to talk to you about that in the next episode that we watched. <laughs> Spoilies. We already Sorry. watched a different episode. <laughs> but um, he's so disgusting looking. And I forgot he was like, he smokes a cigar while he's standing there too. Do you see that this is, okay, I'm talking about TikTok again. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, are you on TikTok really or not I look really? at it sometimes, yeah. not okay. like crazily. So whatever my algorithm is, and it's kind of funny because it's mm-hmm. like kind of the algorithm in life for me too, and you'll you'll know what I'm talking about in a minute. Uh-huh. But I'll get like TikToks of videos of like, Joe Rogan's podcast or like podcasts mm. that are like like Joe Rogan's podcast and all these guys are sitting there smoking cigars mm-hmm. on the uh, 50 I saw a video of 50 Cent smoking a cigar uh-huh. Joe Rogan some other folks I don't know yeah and they're all just like the new thing is just like cigar 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 uh-huh. men with cigars and I'm like but I'm saying that about my life because you know like some I get like one guy like that in my life who like mm-hmm. won't leave me alone or whatever. It's like I'm friends with, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean. Yeah, collect these weirdos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, why? That is so not. I don't know. Me. And, and I, I don't, don't want to see Joe Rogan's face. No, and what? I guess you're sitting there watching some of them, right? Because then he keeps coming back to you. TikTok. All I want is fashion. Give me the looks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Give me the looks. Not Joe Rogan yeah, saying, you know. Or NFTs, enough with those two. But if you do take enough um, ivermectin, Megan. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt this conversation. No, you know what? Get I back can't to, stand right now in podcast with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan being the punchline. Stop talking about him. Yeah. Maybe he'll go the fuck away if we stop talking about him. Because I don't listen to him, but I know every one of his fucking opinions. I know. Why do I know every one of his opinions? It's like that so. Simpsons. You remember that Treehouse of Terror in The Simpsons when all of the ads become, um, they become like monsters and like the 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 lard lad, the donut guy, he starts walking around the oh, town yeah, yeah, and yeah. then Lisa has to write that song, just don't look, just don't look. <laughs> That's what we need to do is collectively just don't look. Yeah, just don't look. <laughs> An editorial by Sam the Eagle. Sam reports on crime. In the background, three criminals steal the entire set. And eventually make off with Sam himself. I loved this. Very fun, very fun idea. A little long, but very fun. Backstage, Kermit prepares for the closing number for JP, hoping that it'll make up for everything that's happened to her. JP overhears, believing that he gets to perform. <laughs> oh, sorry. See, now it's happening to me. I'm like, wait, JP overhears. <laughs> JP overhears, believing it's him. He begins negotiations with Kermit. Yeah, JP, just plain gross, I think we should yeah, start saying. I think we should say that. And then the bank. <laughs> so while Kermit clears everything up with just plain gross, Scooter introduces the bank performing that old black <laughs> magic with Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. I love that Dr. Teeth this was in rolled. it with his full arms. Uh-huh. Dr. Teeth's full arms were in this. So this song, That Old Black Magic, is an American pop standard which was Number a number one hit for Glenn Miller in 1943. Several subsequent recordings have charted on the Billboard Top 30. It has been associated with the Muppets since the 50s. Kermit and Sam lip synced to the recording 
of the song on Sam and Friends. Wow. In, that's oh, I thought that nuts. said in 1942. I almost lost my mind. I can't see when they did this, but um, yeah, this has been associated with the Muppets for a long time, and I thought it ruled, like, like legitimately a good it song. It was great. It was really great. You know, I know I say it at least myself. Some of the songs on this show, I'm like, okay, right. you know, like, I don't pay the fullest attention to, and I know mm-hmm. that I probably should, but like, I don't know. If I'm not, like, feeling it right out the gate, yeah, I'm not I feeling it. Fair. I don't know what to do. It's supposed to be entertaining, and we're basically, like, walking through critiquing the show. That's all uh-huh. we're doing. And we're I'm like, like... Well, we liked it. No, we didn't. And in, in a, like, an accidental music snob every now and then, so... I try not to be. Accidentally in love. <laughs> Accidentally music I'm snob. I'm so glad I brought Shrek up again. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem, baby? <laughs> Maybe I'm in love. <laughs> Despite everything that's happened... The bank admits that she had a great time on the show while just playing <laughs> gross interrupts the closing <sighs> and begins to sing, which continues as the credits roll. Roll that beautiful bean footage. I don't remember when this <laughs> happened in the episode, but at one point Kermit says, this must be the place. And I loved that. Oh! And I then, um, of course, had to tweet a clip of him saying, this must be the place. Oh my God. And I love the that. days go by. Um, I have on my notes here, I don't recall where this happened, but Scooter should not be introducing bits. That in, that upset me. This is how people get ahead, though, in, in like, uh, theater productions. They're like, Truly. there's a space opening. Yep. They're like, I'm going to take my light. Fill in time. And then Fill before you know it, he's a star. Uh-huh. Speaking of stars, you know what part I got up to in the book? What? Muppet Babies. Isn't it will so make funny? Your dreams come. And it's all from the ba- Muppet Babies and Muppets in Manhattan. Guess who created that? Frank Oz. Yeah. And like the reluctance behind letting it become a thing was hilarious too. <laughs> and then Jim's like, okay. I love how they're like, um, <laughs> I forget how it's worded, but they were like disappointed at like the, the baby mania that happened afterwards with the Flintstone kids and, they were like, and a, pup a pup named Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. And I was like, that's not fair to name a pup named Scooby-Doo. Didn't that be, go on to become like a show, like a good one? That's what they're saying. That like, no, but they it said like the there was like baby Flintstones. Yeah. Baby whatever. I loved all of them. Yeah. I did. I I've truly... never seen Baby Flintstones. Did you? Oh my God. It was just as good. Did you baby ever see Tom and Jerry Flintstones, Kids? Baby Flintstones will yabba do. <laughs> no, I've never seen Tom and Jerry. I don't like Tom and Jerry enough to watch the adult version. Tom and Jerry Kids was better. Oh, okay. A pup named Scooby-Doo is better than Scooby-Doo. A pup named Scooby-Doo is actually really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually really like a pup named Scooby-Doo. Cool. I wouldn't say it's... I'm glad. <laughs> But I would say that I like it a lot, actually. I'm really glad that you hold that opinion, Megan. When your room looks kind of weird. Okay. So now in the box seats, Statler and Waldorf. (sighs) Statler, I wonder if anybody watches this show besides us. Waldorf is fast asleep. And then Statler says, besides me. (laughs) Very cute. Like these stupid bits. They're getting really good, though. They've been very, very good. Oh, man. All right, Nickelodeon. All around a pretty great episode. Nothing cut. Nothing cut. I don't know how. No don't know notes, why. Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon has no notes. Weird. Nickelodeon has no notes. Disney Plus didn't just accidentally lose a sketch or nothing. We're good. This full episode passes all standards. Where do you think Bernardsville, New Jersey is? I don't know. It didn't come up as a scam call, but whatever. 
I get a lot of calls lately for like. Uh, why don't the you COVID go get vaccine? <laughs> yeah, why don't you go get your third? Um, <laughs> Did so, you get your third? Me? Well, line up for the fourth. <laughs> Regardless, right yeah, the lines no. are starting for fourth and fifth. Um, <laughs> all right, so next week we'll be watching the Peter Sellers episode. Who I have to say, I forgot who Peter Sellers was, uh-huh. and then I was like, oh my god, Doctor Strange Love. Oh, I've never seen Doctor Strange Love. And how I learned to love the bomb. But Peter Sellers, you ready for the premise of episode 219? I'm ready. Kermit goes crazy with the madness of the show, made even worse with Dr. Benson Honeydew and Beaker inventing a teleportation device, which they use to pop in and out and around him, and teleporting things such as a lit bomb into Peter Sellers' dressing room. I have a feeling it's going to be a good episode. I have a feeling that I will enjoy this one also. But I'm going to say I think everybody should watch it and join us next week. Um, you can follow us on social media at ITTWTM. Did you have something else? Send us some messages. Send us messages, guys. Come on. I know that there's people who are listening to this. <laughs> I know there's people listening to this. No, it's nice. We're getting a lot of retweets and a lot of love. Yeah, send us messages. Thanks for the gumbo.